Welcome to the Content Podcast, conversations with Silicon Valley's creatives. I'm Daniel Garcia, your host and the cultivator of Content Magazine, published by SV Creates. Why no? Today we talk with San Jose contemporary artist Jorge Camacho, who's also known as Jada. Hey, como estas, Jorge? Hey, Daniel, how are you? I'm doing great, man. It's good to hear your voice. It's It's been a long time. It's been a long time, man. What a treat to be alive. Yeah, right? This is, uh, it's been an interesting time. And how are you doing uh, just with your art and your health um, this last year with COVID and the shutdown? How's things been going for you? Oh, I've just been a total hermit crab, you know, uh, at home instead of the studio now, though, which has been pretty difficult to get used to. I'm I'm so used to being around, um, you know, so many people here at Local Color and, um, you know, just being downtown every day. And now I'm at home and I have to have like the TV on, a podcast playing and music playing just to like right. you know, get focused and, and in my zone. Yeah. Are you are you a type of person that actually you find yourself you're able to work better when there's kind of like people around and noise and activity? Oh yeah. I love it. Um, I do a lot of murals in public places and it's super noisy and I get, um, you know, uh, people walking by, uh, asking questions and, and, you know, the, the, the noise of the, the environment and all that, you know, it's just, it's just like a Zen and yeah. I can't really focus too well if it's like dead silent, you know, I need, I need all that, like, um, other stimulation going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I find it's kind of weird that you would think like, Oh, you need it quiet to concentrate. But like I, you know, the majority of the time I've always worked like in coffee shops because there's this activity that's going on that, and I can actually focus better, which seems counterintuitive, but yeah. So you're kind of like that too. Hey man. So we did an interview with you back. It was like 2008, which is hard to believe that's that long ago. I I guess eighth grade yeah. in 2008 it was uh oh, 2018. Yeah, 18 that's right all right <laughs> see i've been around so long <laughs> i get all the numbers mixed up okay yeah 2018 yeah 2008 i don't think i saw it um that'd be right <laughs> yeah right there are people i've known for that long <laughs> like my mom um so and then so i think i probably met you though like in 2017 at local color when you you were kind of like one of the first kind of like people in there in that kind of first round at the Ross place, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I found out about that place through a friend. Um, I was trying to get into like the mural um, world and he gave me Aaron's contact, who is one of the head honchos at Local Color. And I pretty much hit her up and was like, hey, I I want to get into the scene. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to, you know, prove myself like I'll hold an umbrella for somebody while they're painting in the hot sun like yeah. I'll do I'll do whatever it takes and she was like oh well I actually have this big empty building downtown on first street that needs a lot of work um could you swing by and I called into work and and went there immediately and um I started helping out making um the space look like not a Ross anymore and yeah, yeah. um eventually after a couple of days she texted me after I left and she was like hey do you want a studio in here and um I didn't even know what a studio was. I was like, what, what's that? And she was like, oh, you know, like a space for you to work on uh, your stuff. Cool. And um, we were only given the space for two months. And the, the way it worked was they 
they had one key and they would um, show up in the morning and leave around like five. But at the yeah. time I was working a day job from two to 11 PM. So I would only have like, you know, an hour or two uh, to be at my studio before I had to go to my day job or night yeah. job, I guess. And um, since it was only a temporary thing, having that studio for two months, I ended up um, deciding to just quit my job and, I'll, and and I had enough savings to get me through, you know, two months easily. So um, in my head, I was like, oh, I'll just find a new job in two months and, see, and try this art thing out. And yeah. um, they got extended past two months and then uh, I just stuck with them ever since. And I, I've just been doing this ever since. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I actually didn't know that you were there when at the very first when they first got the keys and were ripping out the Ross like uh, fixtures and all the kind of stuff. You so you were there helping out with that too, huh? Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. dragging everything out of there. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, because I remember I I met you and then I hadn't really I didn't know you. I mean, like I didn't know you. Were, so you were really then new to the scene then at that particular time. I didn't time. know anybody. The only person I knew was I didn't know anybody. Um, I, I saw somebody wearing something that I was familiar with, like a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, was, walked over to him and I was like, hey, um, I like your shirt. And pretty much that was my 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 first, like, I guess, friend in there was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That. Yeah. Were you already kind of working on uh, Word is Bond at that point? Like, were you doing kind of like shirts and stickers kind of on your own at at that point yeah. or yeah um so word is bond is a clothing brand um it's the fourth clothing brand that i have started since i started i don't know calling my creations something but um yeah i was doing word is bond for about two years before that and um we didn't really take it too serious until we kind of used local color in the studio that we had in there as like a storefront for people to like walk in and um yeah. just look at our, our our stuff and um yeah that I, I got into the the clothing stuff just from being uh a young kid and I would have a lot of like um secondhand clothing that was pretty lame so I would flip it inside <laughs> out and just draw on it and um people would actually react to it really well and need to draw on their stuff and you know it got to a point where i was in like school and i was drawing on everybody's backpack and everybody's like you know pe shirts and stuff like that and uh it got super overwhelming um so i just started making shirts like on my own like i i I took this uh entrepreneurship class at ebay in 2009 and they gave us a grant to start a business under their supervision and I convinced a bunch of my friends to go with me and we started a t-shirt company and we would pretty much print like memes on, on t-shirts of each yeah, other. Cool. So like uh, an example would be like uh, I got a hold of like one of my friends uh, wearing makeup because his girlfriend at the time, like, you know, painted makeup all over his face. And <laughs> I made a bunch of t-shirts of, of that photo. And next time we hung out with him, all 10 of us were like wearing this shirt with his face <laughs> and makeup on, you know? Yeah. Um, so it just, it just grew from, you know, kind of as a joke and just for fun. And then, you know, I, I, I started getting a little bit more serious with it and I, I got some partners involved and um, we kind of 
took a break for a while, but we plan on bringing it back this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, is that, I mean, it seems that's, uh, uh, kind of like a, a normal or a typical kind of way, like, right. Somebody who's doing art, like you were drawing in school and doodling and stuff. And then, I mean, to, in order to make money, it's kind of a, kind of a natural tradition, uh, transition to kind of like do shirts and start selling them. Right. I mean, was that kind of your way of thinking in terms of like art and business or was it just kind of fun messing around or what was kind of going through your head at that time? It, it's always fun. I, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Um, and I think another thing that motivated me to do that was, you know, I'd go into like stores at the mall and I would leave with like stuff that I didn't intend to go like out, out of the store with. Like I would go for a shirt and leave with a book, you know, and <laughs> it was because I didn't like anything there. And I was like, well, I don't like anything there. I'm pretty sure there's other people that feel the same way. And, you know, out of all the people in the world, like there's, there's an audience for like whatever I put out, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of just my mentality was I'm going to make the stuff that I, I would wear. I want to wear. And I'm sure somewhere out there, like other people would want the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't realize you were so fresh on the scene at that time. So, um, You've done since then, since 2017, since the beginning of Local Color. Well, well, let's talk about, I mean, you've, there's been a lot that's happened. Now you're, I would say like you're pretty established in kind of like the art scene for San Jose, but what, um, then what was some of the things that you kind of, uh, learned and how did, has Local Color being a part of that community kind of like helped you or, or grow you as an artist? Man, um, it definitely taught me that it's a marathon and not a sprint um at first I was just you know being surrounded by so many established artists and um I just felt like I needed to catch up so I was putting a lot of time in practicing like every single day and um you know learning from everybody here to like just being a sponge absorbing everything and um shadowing like them on big projects and um, eventually, you know, um, doing, doing my own. And, um, I think, I think I always had that energy to, to produce and create as much as is necessary to, to do this kind of stuff full time. I just didn't know how to like properly do that yet. I didn't know how to like, you know, answer emails. I didn't know how to do any of that. So like I I had zero, um, art school training. I took like one art class in middle school, um, I went to a continuation school. So like, I wasn't really good at school anyways. And it was mainly because I, I couldn't focus on, on anything other than like, you know, what I, what I wanted to like create, you know, like I would, I would be at school or I'd be at a job and I would always just be thinking of like a new idea to paint or draw. And once I, I gave myself the time you know, to, to be at local color every day. Um, I started going down the list of, of things that I always wanted to paint, always wanted to do. And, um, I still have that list to this day. Uh, I just jotted down in my phone and, um, whenever, whenever I have like writer's block or something, I just go to that list and immediately I'll just get like Um, re-inspired. What's like some of the things that you can remember like early, I mean, were these like kind of like, a stylistic things or uh, just uh, drawing ideas or like what, what was on the list and 
with some of those? Uh, it, it was a bunch of different things. At the time, at that time period, I was more into um, practicing lettering that didn't look oh, okay. like, uh, I don't know how to call it, street-like lettering, uh, yeah. because I grew up doing that kind of stuff. And I was trying to, I guess, perfect and and learn more types of lettering forms. So I would I would listen to like a lot of like hip hop and I, I listen to music for the lyrics, not because it sounds good. I, I, I like both for sure. But, you know, at the time I was way more into like lyrics. So whatever mm-hmm. lyrics just jumped out at me, you know, um, I just wanted to practice writing that. And um, that's kind of what I still do to this day. Um, but now mm-hmm. more so like sayings that I hear people say a lot you know, like in a conversation, especially people that are more like uh, witty and stuff like that. Like they, they have all kinds of weird catchphrases and, right. you know, I'll just try to catch that and, and you know, uh, paint that moment. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah. It's like kind of like putting a magnifying glass on, on things, but um, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind uh, of basic on like, just more about learning more about typography and kind of like that kind of stuff. Is that what you're that's, was, that's what I was, yeah. that's what I was hyper-focused on. And then now, um, I started, as I started shadowing more people, um, and, and gaining skills from them, I was forced to do stuff outside of my comfort zone, which, mm-hmm. uh, really helped me grow a lot. So, um, I would, for example, I would, um, I would help people like paint in styles that I would never normally do. And, you know, yeah. based off of painting in those styles, I learned certain techniques that I could just bring back to, you know, whatever it is that, that I'm working on at the time. Um, yeah. A great example of that, that I, that I did earlier this year is um, I have this partner um, that I did this project with before the shutdown. And uh, we had two room, like immersive room installations. Mm-hmm that we were um hired to do and um she always brings me in as like an extra pair of hands on uh a gig that she has at great america she um like paints and carves out like a bunch of items for the halloween haunt mazes is it lacy is that yeah 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 Um, yeah. i was trying to do a good job of not name dropping anybody (laughs) (laughs) it's okay though lacy you could talk about lacy she's lacy bryant yeah she's incredible she's so damn rad and um man that's definitely one of the people that i am so happy that i met and she's taught me so much and just watching her work it's it's insane man she's a machine but um i would help her out and um it was fun you know being outside of my element like i don't think i'd ever like carved foam you know ever in <laughs> yeah. my life like if, if it wasn't for like you know helping out and shadowing uh a friend on a project so um yeah applying that to like a personal project you know where we had to do these immersive rooms we did this big snake and yeah that was cool yeah um the at the snake, armory yeah at right? the armory it was like a yeah. holiday party for urban community i guess we're name dropping now but um <laughs> or just yeah giving them uh, credit yeah um shout out urban community but they they let us do whatever we wanted to these two rooms and we turned one and we only had like two weeks maybe a week and a half like no time at all so we were like how do we fill up this big room and we thought of something popping in and out of the walls so that way we didn't have to really paint the walls we could just like stick something up there so we made this big bora bora snake that's like popping (laughs) in and out of the walls and um, that was awesome it's eating itself and we added lights and smoke and everything and then the room next to it was 
it was a it was boarded up when we first walked in there so we kind of just wanted to add to like the abandoned look and just like uh we made a bunch of like fake rocks and and put moss and and stuff everywhere Lacey painted a mural in there and um she brought in like half of her living room which was like <laughs> vintage um you know just furniture and yeah it looks so rad and and um, it was cool just bringing in like elements from other projects that I just normally don't do on my own, like on my free time. Um, and then bringing that, those skills into the projects that I do, um, do my free time is, is kind of like, I guess yeah. what I'm answering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. So where, where, yeah, where's that snake now? Who's got it and who's, uh, oh, living it, room? it's, it doesn't fit in the living room unless you like <laughs> no furniture in it, but it's, it's here at my studio um it's just hanging out it's pretty heavy um we actually man we're in such a rush that when we were making it we didn't properly create the thing to be hangable <laughs> so <laughs> we actually used double-sided tape that oh no really that worked that held up for the whole show and um we we <laughs> we came we came back the next morning to pick it up and and the big head which weighs about like 20 25 pounds was on the floor and we're just like, oh man, thank God that didn't happen last night. <laughs> right. Yeah, fall on somebody's foot or something. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's here. We're trying to find a home for it. Um, I was talking to a music venue about maybe sticking it like on their ceiling, you know, like if you just look up when you're in a oh, yeah. auditorium area, like there's a big snake on the ceiling. But um yeah, that was yeah. Just all talk for about a month trying to get it a home and then you know, everything shut down. So that wasn't a priority for anybody to yeah adopt yeah. a snake. Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, I mean, I think uh, it seems like you have done, even when you were doing, um, you know, Word is Bond, that was with a collaboration with a friend, right? And then a bunch of friends. Yeah. And then it sounds like even your career growing as an artist was connected with other people. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, what, what, what role does community and, you know, and fellow artists play in your life? I think that's what keeps me like motivated, you know, um, I, I could talk to a random person about like gold leaf and they would have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, if, you know, I have like artist friends in a community that, you know, um, at least know like some of it, then, then, you know, like we could, we could ha have a conversation, we can nerd out about art, you know, and, yeah. um, it'd be a very lonely time, you know, not having a community and, and, um, it's, it's just, you know, the more the merrier, strength in numbers. Like we, yeah. we're definitely like a huge city, and we have great artists here. And um, it's just nice to to be able to utilize, like you know, yeah. all the folks here, and everybody knows something that that you don't. You know, like yeah. or um, yeah. I I just yeah, that's cool. Yeah, would you? Uh, it's funny. Yeah. So now you're doing. You've kind of moved into doing uh kind of i mean you're still doing murals but there's some signage kind of going on right and and so you've done a couple have you done a couple gold leaf projects i think i saw you did one yeah um the sign stuff was introduced to me when i came into local color um and i was pretty fascinated at like how the quality of just everything was and how satisfying it was to like not have to dip in like the the brush like you know and, and pull a line and dip it in like every like five seconds you know you could pull a line and like 
it could it could you know like like on some pinstripe stuff you could just pull a line from like one end of a skateboard to the other end of the skateboard without like dipping in the brush at all you know and um it was also a market that was getting more popular in the area especially with all like the businesses opening up and stuff like everybody needs signage like it's it's like the makeup of your of your building you know um yeah and if it looks good then you know you'll attract uh people and and you'll definitely gain respect from people and how they view like how serious you take your own business and um for sign painting it was it wasn't my intention to to get as heavily into it as i am now it was Mm -hmm. more of like at the time i was trying to just figure out how to make money you know however however i could so i was i was um you know of course doing murals but you you don't do murals as often or i don't do murals as often as as i want to and Mm -hmm. um in the in between you know i have the clothing and then i have you know my personal artwork and then you know now i introduced like the sign painting which um has probably taken up more of my time than ever lately and it's because the work is consistent especially through covid as well like everybody's trying to you know, get ready for whenever they open again and like, you know, brush up their spot, like get a new sign, yeah. fix their chalkboard up, uh, you yeah. know, and, and luckily that's been keeping me afloat this whole time uh, as yeah. opposed to, you know, the mural gigs that I had lined up, those all like, yeah, they stopped, Hot. you know, yeah. they're just like, oh, there's no reason for this. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to invest right now because, you know, like, and yeah, the sign thing just pretty much saved my ass. So I'm just getting more into it and, uh, I really want to um, do it, do it correctly. And, 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 you know, uh, I've yeah. been being mentored by a couple people and I'm really lucky to have their trust. And um, I super appreciate that I'm in the position to keep doing it. Yeah. 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 There is a couple really incredible signed people here in the South Bay. Um, so yeah. Now you're part of it. That's really cool. So um what do you think then, you know, just kind of thinking about it, I mean, you know, especially, you know, if you're, you've kind of come from like the, you know, the roots of graffiti and then now you're doing kind of like sign, I mean, what is your kind of thought about, you know, is that, is that a sellout? Is that going commercial? You know what I mean? Like what, what's kind of like your thoughts on that? I think when, when I was coming out of that mentality and um, I was more, like egoy and more about myself and you know um i didn't really think about like why other than it was fun you know mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. now i kind of um i do it more with like in intention like my artwork now like i yeah. I, I do what i want and and well and with intention and um before it was just more for fun and and to be like a nuisance and um that <laughs> that mentality is like very young you know which um you know you don't you don't really like it's it's hard it's hard it's hard to break out of that mentality because it's so fun you know and yeah. i guess i just had to be really disciplined and you know i i realized that when when i was doing that as a kid i all the older guys that I looked up to that did it, they all did like really cool stuff. They were either like tattoo artists or sign painters or, yeah. um, 
you know uh they own like a barbershop i don't know some some something cool sure. you know and crafty and and it's either you went down that road eventually or like you know you are working a hard labor job or something and you know yeah. uh you're not you're not too happy um and i just wanted to get a head start i didn't want to wait until i was like 30 with kids or something to like be a barber or whatever like i was like i'm gonna do this yeah. now so that way by the time i'm the guys that i look up to is age um i will be uh you know more established and, and have that head start yeah yeah i mean that's the thing right i mean it's you know as being an artist right i mean how do you make a living how do you provide income so that you can can do that stuff that you want to do on your own right so right. um you know i i think it's a i think it's a great opportunity when you're able to still use that your talent to have income but maybe it's not exactly like your artistic expression but it actually helps you inform what you do for yourself right for your art because you're learning new skills like you were kind of saying yeah and um i think what's cool about you know the all, all communities for sure um is that is is here it's pretty cool because it's not very crab in a buckety it's more um you know like if you just ask like you know you, you can get a lot of help and advice from people yeah. 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 So yeah. Talk about the San Jose and the South Bay art scene. Um, what do you kind of see of its advantages and then maybe some of its disadvantages? I think the advantage here that I'm realizing more as I travel into um, different cities, whether it's small cities like Santa Fe um, and New Mexico, even though they're their art scene's ridiculous. They have like, yeah, yeah they're great, <laughs> man. They have like a park over there where you could just shop for like statues, like the, like the Ouroboros statue at uh, Cesar Chavez. Yeah, man. It's so crazy. Um, and, and then, you know, I've, I've, I've seen like art scenes in, in different countries and, and stuff. And, um, I, I definitely come back to San Jose and I just see it as a, a, uh, it's just a matter of time, you know, yeah, you know, like yeah. there's just so much talent here. And, and if you just look at how many murals were produced, you know, in just the past five years alone, it's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. It's crazy. And there's only more like being done even throughout like COVID and stuff. So I just think that um, everybody that that's doing it just needs to keep doing it and, and, you know, help, help each other out. And um, <clears throat> there's definitely enough for everybody's plate here which is yeah. cool too because it's so big as opposed to like other cities like i would imagine like you know like an sf or something to be more cutthroat since it's like yeah. so small and there's so many things everywhere already and over here man there's there's just nothing but opportunity and i i just think that um if more people see that and and take advantage of that then it'll it'll manifest quicker um yeah. Because a lot of people that, you know, I hear a lot of people say like, oh, San Jose, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to go to L.A. where I actually have a chance. And it's like, OK, ha like, good yeah. luck being a little <laughs> tiny fish in a big ass ocean. Like over yeah, here, yeah. It's like it's a lake, you know, it's manageable. Um, yeah. You just got to you got to know where to go for, for the bait, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you that's the thing. I think that your evidence of that is of somebody who I think the San Jose scene, it is big and there's great stuff and there's great opportunity and it's fairly easy to break into if you want to, to get connected, you know, oh, and I don't yeah. think other cities are quite as open 
as you see around here yeah over Um, here we have like one maybe two art shows a night like on a good night you know um everybody's there and if you don't know who everybody is then show up and meet everybody and um you know other places like you know they, they they could have like multiple art shows in a night and just like so competitive and uh man but yeah. what's cool about that is is there's there's flavors for everybody you know where um you know over here maybe maybe the the flavor tonight isn't your cup of tea so you know you might not yeah. afford it um but that's yeah. that is something that that i appreciate about um san jose is what whether it's your flavor or not most most people at least my age um show up and and support a lot yeah 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 that's good so then yeah talking about flavor what would you say how would you describe you know if you had to and i'm sure you hate this but <laughs> your what, what what would you say is like your style or even um how would you describe maybe even your voice ish or you know um i'm trying to get more more into discovering my voice a lot more i think for a long time i was um kind of just doing I, w- I was like being a tool f- creating other people's voices especially mm-hmm. like um like commercial projects and stuff like that like um i was just like the tool to make it happen you know mm-hmm. um but now i'm trying to dig back more into my roots which is like you know skateboarding and and hardcore music and hip-hop and stuff like that and i'm trying to bring those elements and kind of mix it all together the the way that i i am you know like i, mm-hmm. I love all those things so i want to figure out how to mix it all together and not um not 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 utilize like the the things i grew up with you know like the the love that i had for all those things i'm trying to be a a voice of i guess um those communities and Mm -hmm. um do it in a in a i don't know like a witty sarcastic kind of way because i i i i love humor i love sarcasm i love all that stuff and um i i try to you know personify you know things to to kind of match that personality of mine yeah i do i mean there is like a humor wit playfulness i'd say in a lot of your work even though it could be even like a spider or some kind of like monster type thing or a snake but it still has kind of like a a cheekiness to it um yeah would you say like so like the mural that you did for powwow the uh palentero like that like that's got some that's got some humorish elements in and stuff like that but would you say is that kind of what you're saying that's kind of more into tune with your voice where it's kind of like um you know a latino culture and or you know would you say that's kind of similar to what you're talking about and even when you did for the squares you know the the blocks the pan the pan dulce right um i guess what I'm like, I was saying earlier about trying to like learn, learn about myself more um, and be appreciative of it and show it is, mm-hmm. is exactly that. Um, I mm-hmm. grew up, um, you know, in a Spanish speaking household and, um, you know, in school, I would never speak Spanish. I, a lot mm-hmm. of the kids that I would skateboard with, you know, they didn't speak any Spanish or, you know, some of them weren't Latino or anything. And um, for some reason, I, I wanted to be like them growing up, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of why a lot of people um, growing up call me George instead of Jorge. And I was like accepting of it was because, you know, I, I, I just wanted to be accepted by them, you know? Yeah. And um, as I kind of, you know, 
cut ties with them not because like like they're not good people or anything but you know life um i started you know being more myself and 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 i started you know uh painting more of who i was and and going back to like i said the 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 skateboarding the the spanish speaking stuff and mm-hmm. um I, it's san jose you know it's a, it's a spanish yeah. game so i i was just like you know what like kind of the same mentality about the shirts like it I haven't seen this mural around here yet. You know, I'm going to do it and I'm pretty sure people will like it. Um, and that's like, you know, how I have the mentality of, of, of you know, t-shirt making and stuff. It's just like, you know, I want to, I, I want to paint stuff that I like, but I also want to be mindful of the, the environment that I'm doing in. So um, hmm. when I got contacted to do powwow, my wall was originally on the East side and I was thinking, okay, <clears throat> east side you know like uh i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do something that i feel like the people over there will, will appreciate you know or, yeah. or are familiar with and i came up with the idea of the palatero man and oh man i was so i was so stuck on the idea unfortunately the wall <laughs> that that um that i was supposed to do it on they didn't they didn't like it oh really and, <laughs> and then they gave me another wall and then they didn't like it and they're just like the guys from power kind of just like, Hey, uh, maybe you should do some lettering or something, you know? Cause I, I feel like they kind of maybe thought that since my, um, my focus at the time was lettering that by hitting me uh-huh. up, I was going to do like a lettering, um, wall, but yeah. I didn't at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, they finally gave me, a, found me a wall. Um, and it was, it was, it was pretty difficult to navigate because the original concept didn't have like the obstacle of giant windows in the middle of the wall um so i had to like switch up the sketch a little bit and most of it if not like 85 percent of that wall was all improvised and um it It looks great i love it yeah thanks it it, it was fun i would i mean i had like already ordered paint you know um for the wall that i thought i was gonna get so i had to like really 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 like work with what i had yeah. And, was that uh, the first and largest mural that you had done to to date? Uh I n- not the largest, but um definitely the first at the time, yeah. 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 What have you done before other murals? Was it more just kind of like graffiti kind of things that you did on your own or was there other murals you had already done before the powwow one? Yeah. Um just like really small ones um mainly letter letter based and um i think the first mural that i did was like one of those art boxes on the east side it's still there um and i signed it with uh duh before i started putting (laughs) the j in front of duh and um it's on king and unesco road and it was for this community center that wanted to show diversity so mm-hmm. it's like silhouettes of like different cultures and stuff like that. And um, yeah. after that, I did one inside my studio. And then the third mural I ever did that I could remember at least is um, that greetings from San Jose, which wasn't even painted. It was designed on a computer. And yeah, yeah. Um, that was very exciting because that was kind of like a contest like um, spot. Like there was other designers competing for that, that yeah. roll down and, um 
yeah after after i got a taste of you know like a big mural like that i, I just wanted to do more <laughs> especially yeah. with how people reacted to it. it like to me it was just so simple and yeah um i was just like every every cool city has like one of these the greetings, yeah. so yeah. yeah it just keeps it's like you know the pattern of like oh why don't we have this why don't we have this yet you know why don't we have a pun yet why don't we have this like um yeah it's kind of like my attitude towards creating public art and um yeah. yeah, whenever whenever I have an opportunity, I try to like make it seem like it blends into the neighborhood. I don't want it to be too loud. I also don't want it to be like um, meaningless. I guess you know, like sure. Yeah, try to communicate something of culture or your identity yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I just don't want it to be like wallpaper. You know, like you might yeah. as well like print out like a vinyl if you do that. Which I I I, I just said I I did a vinyl mural. <laughs> like, no, at least like it says something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Hey, so yeah, and then um, tell me about the name, Jada, because there's a story behind that, like why you call yourself that, right? Yeah, so um, I got into all this stuff that I got into growing up from my older sister. She was maybe four years older than me. I, for, I forget because I haven't thought about this in a while, but um, she got me into like skateboarding and like everything you know like uh when we'd get like ready in the morning uh she'd be playing like the music videos on like mtv and like you, you know like show me all the cool stuff that like my parents wouldn't yeah. or my mom wouldn't because my parents are split but um yeah i pretty much learned like my style from her and um she passed away in 2011 hmm. and as a tribute to her life I decided to sign everything I did after that point in her nickname, which was Jada. Yeah. And it was to me like a, a way to keep her, her name alive, whether yeah. people knew it or not, you know, um, you're, you're saying it, you know, and to me that, that, that strikes a lot of joy and uh, it keeps it fun, you know? Um, and yeah, that's, that's why I signed my name as that, but I never like introduce or, or call myself that, you know, um, it's just, yeah. it's just how I sign my work. And at this point it's just become a brand, which, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of artists nowadays are, are very brandy. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What well, do you think you would stop going underneath that at some point or? Mm, no, I, I don't see myself, um, not signing my name as that at all. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think it's very like, you know, my style to go under like an alias anyways, yeah. um, and not use my, my normal name. And I, I, I think, I think that, that if people don't want to, you know, use this, then I, I I was about to curse, but make it off. Yeah, okay. Yeah, self censorship. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, hey, what would you say? Uh, do you have then kind of like a a mission or a vision philosophy uh, that kind of like a guiding statement or mantra that you kind of like use to kind of focus yourself and your life? Um, not one in particular, but definitely just being present to the moment and appreciating like the things around me and the people that I have and, um, the things that they share with me. And I, I think as long as I don't like, you know, 
like get super egoy with like success, then I think I should be fine because I, I definitely don't feel like um, ever satisfied with what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and that keeps me doing more, you know, because yeah. I, I just have like a a thirst a thirst that's un- unquenchable, you know, and and um, I think as long as I'm never content with what I do, then then I that that's helpful because I'll I'll just keep progressing and and wanting to do better and grow more. Yeah, that's awesome. What would you say then in this last year with kind of like, you know, what's been going on in our world? What do you think you've learned about yourself during this time? Uh, I'm able to grow plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You became a gardener, indoor gardener. I work practices. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got some other stuff too, but I, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I guess what I learned was this break and everything being shut down um, definitely taught me that I, I needed better time management hmm. and I needed to be more mindful in what I invested my time into. Um, yeah. Cause you know, uh, when, when I first um, moved into like local color, I guess um, I wasn't 21 yet. So when I turned 21 and being in the heart of downtown, man, that was yeah. very distracting every day. And, um, you know, that I totally could have managed my time a lot more, but you know, um, I, I was young and I learned and, yeah. um, definitely during COVID time, I, I saw that a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I, I've definitely grown more content, like, you know, not being a, at every single little thing like I, yeah. I used to want to do. Um, because to me, networking and, you know, community and friends were, were, are, are really important to me. Um, but at the same time, like I, 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 I could just, you know, um, take myself a little bit more seriously, but still not be seriously, you know, like, um, kind of finding that balance between doing what you need to do for your own work as well as support others, trying to get that kind of, that kind of space. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, I just felt yeah. like I had to just like, you know, um, just do what, what, what I would want from other people, you know, like try to make like every show of theirs or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know, I was thinking about it too, because, um, you know, the, you know, word, word is bond and then, you know, so that has such a, like an idea of like faithfulness, truthfulness, you know, fidelity, you know, and I've seen some other stuff that you do that, that kind of seems to be a theme. It, I mean, would you say that that's something to do? Like, you know, if someone says something, they're going to do it. Like, you know, your word is bond. Where does that come from, from you? Um, it came from music. Um, a lot of, a lot of um, underground nineties rappers would say word is bond a lot in their music. And that's a lot of the music that I listen to. And mm-hmm. um their their origin of that which you know doesn't relate to like why i chose it as a brand it's more like what it actually means but their origin of that was pretty cool i mean i'm i'm just not going to get into it but um (laughs) it's too it's too it's too long to explain it has to do with like five percenters and stuff like that if you if you have the the time or you're that interested just look that up five percenters they they pretty much created a language that um a lot of early 
hip hop artists would adapt uh, okay. or adopt. And um, they did that because they wanted to say things and still be played on the radio without being like censored. Uh, so yeah. like um, a good example of that is um, the word OG. Yeah. A lot of people probably think it's like original gangster or something like that. But um, really what it, what it, its original meaning is, is older God. And they they call each other God in in that um, community because it's like the highest form of respect for someone, mm-hmm. and the older gods are, are the OGs. So like you'll hear people like uh, Wu Tang Clan and stuff like that. They'll call each other God. It's like what up God? You know like they yeah. once you learn about like all that all that slang and stuff um, before it got like twisted up to you know what it means like in modern time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's super cool and and word is bond was one of them and um i guess the main reason was it was like the fourth brand that i tried starting and the problem with all the other ones was once i started getting the ball rolling i found out that somebody had the same name or you know oh. something very similar so i was like man i i really gotta throw like a phrase you know like like multiple words you know that to make sure that sure. nobody has something similar so um I thought of that and and I looked it up on everything and nobody had it. I'm like, yes. All right, cool. (laughs) It's tight because if I ever run out of ideas, the name itself is, you know, something cool. And, and I love the message and, and clothing to me, I could use people as like a walking billboard to like project this message that I, I think is important, you know? Um, And obviously whoever wears it does too. And it's cool because then that creates like a community of people that now, you know go like really like that 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 term yeah i like i mean i like the phrase i mean i think well not the phrase but the meaning of it right i mean like no matter what in culture or even in business relationships right i mean word is bond it's like you know you have to be there and it's even like about being present and caring for other people you know what i mean so i think it's uh so i was yeah i was wondering what was the the emotional mental attachment that you had to the meaning of the phrase it, um, it was yeah pretty much that i mean at the time too i was i was frustrated with um certain people in my life that weren't keeping their word yeah so sure it it was a lot of things you know um another thing was uh it, in fashion a lot of stuff gets like recycled like you know they'll bring back the overalls and the dad cap you know and yeah. um to me this is not too old but it's still like a term that not a lot of people use anymore especially on the west coast and yeah. um it was just, you know, using that, bring back something old and make it. Yeah. Fresh. It does have a real throwback feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Awesome. All right, mate. So uh, what's next for you? What are you looking forward to in the next uh, couple weeks, month? Oh, man. Um, definitely live music. I miss live music so much. <laughs> I used to go yeah. to a show maybe like two, three times a month. Yeah. You know, I, I would travel like. I like we we a couple friends and I went to Seattle just to go see a band. Like that was kind of like how we we started traveling was like we would we would pick destinations with bands that are playing there that normally wouldn't come to California. Yeah. Uh, so in particular this band was from Canada and um they came down to Seattle for a show and we're like, "Oh, we got to go." So, uh definitely live music. Um looking forward to that so much. I I I was walking downtown the other day and I saw that uh, 55 South was 
playing live music or what sounded like live music and i walked over and i was like what the hell like where is this coming from and they were playing on the parking garage like oh yeah cool above above the spot and um yeah definitely um live music and i want to be more uh active with my personal work i feel like mm-hmm. uh i've been working a lot of commercial jobs and stuff like that and i'm trying my best not to like show that anymore because i want to attract the work that um i put out so i want i want to definitely be able to find work that falls more into my personal work yeah Uh, and definitely continue to do public art um it would be great to do it in other places and environments too that was that's probably one of my favorite things about public art is um I, I i like new experiences and stuff like that and every job has like a a cool behind the scene experience that's like unique to itself you know whether it's like yeah. I'm in a, a basement you know of a high traffic bar and and you know i get to see this cool basement that i'm working in or i yeah. get to be inside of a mini boss and watch it like open up you know um yeah. before it opens up you know just being in like situations and experiences like that are, are super cool and um it'd be I'm looking forward to that for sure. More, more of that, more collaborations. Definitely looking forward to uh, bringing back Word is Bond um, for sure. I, I miss making clothes, man. It was so nice, like, <clears throat> you know, just uh, like going skateboarding or biking or something and, and, and sweating out a shirt and just like, you know, throwing it away and just putting on a new <laughs> one, you know, it was so nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's good. All right, man. Well, good. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for those things too. And I'm excited to see what you're going to, put out for some of your personal work or do you have a any kind of like well probably not like a show lined up or exhibition anywhere i mean i'm not even sure if people are booking things i i do but i don't have a home for it yet um but during the shelter in place i i started my first series ever um cool i think when i first started taking art more seriously i was definitely more in the sprint mentality than the marathon because i wanted to catch up to everybody And, um, once I did powwow and I, I was around all these, you know, international artists and stuff, I was just like, man, like, I have so much work to do, like be on these guys level, you know? And, um, I just, um, hit up one of my, one of my, one of my mentors and he suggested that I, I do a series and I started my first one and, um, it's, it's a bunch of snails and, um, I'll explain the story like once the once the uh the show happens yeah. because there's a story behind the snails but what I what I started doing was You've done uh, a snail before, haven't you? I think I've seen I've leaked a couple of them, but I have yeah. a bunch that I I've been working on that I haven't shown yet and and what I did during the shelter in place was um that developed like the series more was I I would paint the the slug like the snail body and I would drop off a bunch of like shellless slugs to friends for them to paint and like bring it back you know and and oh cool um it i have this collection now of like um really odd snails with like things on things for shells done by myself and a bunch of other close friends and oh cool it was kind of like a like a cool like pen pal kind of thing yeah yeah Uh, yeah. but um yeah i definitely got that and and uh it's funny i i i never like have done an art show i've only done one um and it was at uproar and i had like 
a day and a half to prepare for it. And it was because somebody that was supposed to do it backed out last minute. <laughs> and I just happened to be there. Um, so they were like, hey, you want to throw your stuff up? I'm like, yeah, sure. It was actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. But aside from that, I've never shown or done an art show. And I kind of don't want the first one to be, you know, um, just done just, just because I want to have like a meaning for it now. Yeah. Uh, and thanks to my friend that introduced the idea of doing a series, uh, I now have that. And um, cool. yeah, I, I originally was planning on doing it at Kukui. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit me up before the shelter in place. And, um, you know, I, after all this happened, I, I didn't feel right doing an art show there. So instead, what I did was I painted on a lot of handbags and just displayed those. And the reason why I chose like handbags is because I didn't want to do like jackets or shoes or anything. Cause you'd have to be that particular size, you know, but yeah. like a bag is just like anybody could wear a bag. And, um, also it's a clothing store. So, you know, if you yeah. go in there, like you're going to want to look for clothes, you know? So yeah. That's cool. Do yeah. something different for that. Awesome. Well, cool. I can't wait to see the, the new work and all that. And I just, uh, you know, I just like, uh, it's encouraging just to see, like, I don't think a lot of people know, like, how much work goes on behind the scenes for an artist and just hearing your story of how, like, when you got into local color and you just were working every day and, you know, it's really paid off. And I don't think, like, a lot of people realize, like, you know, to be an artist, it's not a lazy, <laughs> it's not a lazy thing. There's a lot of practice and it's cool Dude, to see all the no work that you've been doing. It's cool to see all the work that you've been doing, so... All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Talk to you later. Bye. To find out more about Jorge, you can go to his website, jdudesigns.com, and follow him on Instagram at j.duh, as well as Word is Bond Clothing. Thank you for listening to the Content Magazine podcast. Follow us on social media at Content Mag. Visit our website to become a member and help us to continue to tell the stories of the local creatives. This episode's music is Time Alone by Mild Monk. Follow him on Spotify and also on his Instagram at Mild Monk Music.